When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Welcome to In That Number, a brand new podcast dedicated to the St Mary's Club. We'll bring you news, insights and match day reviews throughout the season. We'll also touch on news around the Premier League and have a few laughs along the way. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. This week, I'm joined by the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, joining me from the Russian capital. Hello, Kevin. Привет. Hello. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. Can't right, OK. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, without further ado, let's get stuck in. Um, I want to want to touch on last season's relegation battle with you. Yeah, that's nerve wracking. Yeah. Well, it it's clear that we um we don't want another season like that again. Um, 
So, what are your thoughts on on Mark Hughes this this season? Going into the season. Going into the season, well, I mean, he's Sparky the saviour, really, isn't he? He did the nine mm-hmm. impossible within eight, eight games, saving us from relegation. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not not wasn't difficult to do a better job than uh, Mauricio Pellegrino. He was piss poor. Um, yeah, and, and I think I'm still let you catch Cluelo last season because I think he he did a very good job and I feel really sorry for him still. Mm, no, I, I don't know. I, I think Pure Pure was the right man. I think he was right to go at the time, but I, I also think that that Mark Hughes was the right man at the right time. I think, uh, but then again, I would have taken yeah, anyone over Pellegrino. Yeah, I say it, it was difficult to do better. Than yeah, um, so Hughes has deserved his contract. Whether he sees his contract out, and I think I think he's signed until twenty twenty one. I don't, I don't really believe he's going to stay there for that long. But he is definitely, well, he's, de- he's deserved his contract. He's, he's an experienced manager in the Premier League. Um, yeah, if he can deliver a stability, then I think he should definitely stay as long as he can. But. Then again, eighth wasn't enough for Buell to keep him in the job, so you never. Know. I don't. I don't necessarily necessarily think it was the position that Buell got us to. I think it was the way that we were playing towards the end of the season. It was. It was just really bad. There, was, there were no goals. It was like from March onwards. There was. It was just. It was like he didn't care. I just think the the, the style of management that he had was poor, and Pellegrino was exactly the same as him. So they, they just completely. They just employed his double, really, and I, I just—it wasn't enough. Well, Puel did get some results at least. Um, whereas, I mean, winning one nil every week, okay, well, at least you're winning. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I think we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. I, I think they were right to fire Puel. I just think they were wrong in approaching Pellegrino. And the thing that I, that, well, that struck that struck me with Southampton is that they. They always employ managers that no one has necessarily heard of. So it was a shock that they got Mark Hughes because everyone knew who he was. He's got his his Premier League pedigree. Um, Saints don't really go for managers that have been on that merry-go-round, really. You know, one manager gets sacked, they go to the next available club. Saints don't do that. I mean, they proved that. I mean, they got Nigel Adkins back then. He was was a nobody, really. Um, Yeah. They've done it with with Puel. They've done it with Pellegrino. Kuman's really un, unknown as a manager, and then so it was a bit of a surprise that they got Hughes. But like I said, I would have taken anybody right then. So, so yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so I mean, no, Hughes has definitely proved, definitely proved he's up to the job, uh, and he definitely got the players going, um, round yeah. round, and uh, there's a good sense of morale within the team, and um, as we've seen in the transfer market, he's well overseeing some. Fairly decent signings. Oh, totally. I com- yeah, completely agree right with you places. there. Let's actually let's talk about the um the new signings, shall we? The um the arrivals this season. So let's start with um. Who should we start with? Okay, well I'll we'll start with Stuart Armstrong. Okay. So Stuart Armstrong's 26, signed a four-year deal, seven million pounds from Celtic. Um, from what I've seen of him so far in pre-season, he looks. They, well, he's making that seven million pounds look like a bargain. 
Do you think he's like just a carbon copy of uh, Stephen Davis? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, I think he can offer a little bit more. I think he's that. He's that attack. He's got that attacking threat about him. And from what I've seen in pre-season, he looks like he wants to go forward a lot. And there's no problem with Stephen Davis anyway. If he is a carbon copy of him, I, I, I've got no problems with that. No, but I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's getting on and he's not seen much first-team action. So do you think he's the man to fill the role that that, that he had before? Yeah, I, I think he is. He's 26. He's not. I don't think he's getting on. I think that's a good age. Um, no, I mean, Stephen Davis is, is getting on. Oh, Stephen Davis is getting on a bit, but yeah, I mean, Stephen Davis is going to be a—he's going to be a bit part player this year. He's just going to be backups, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm encouraged about what I've seen from him in pre-season, and I think a lot of Saints fans have been—they've been tweeting about how well he's played. Um, so yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged, but I—I I, I want to see a Saints midfielder that actually does something with the ball instead of just turning around and passing backwards. I want to see someone, you know, drive yeah. the team. And I think he can do that. I think he looks like... But there's no doubt this is going to be a really, really big test for him. Going up from, from the SPL to the um, to the Premier League is going to be challenging. But I think he's up for it. All right. I mean, do you think um, in midfield that Elianusi will give us a bit of attacking flair as well? Yeah, absolutely. But then you could say that Elianusi is is, um, is the replacement for Tadic. Well, yeah. Sad to see him go. But um... Really? Yeah, Definitely. I mean, okay, I mean, he didn't have some of the best performances last season, but, I mean, he always put a shift in. And, I mean, when it matters. Yeah, I'm, yeah I've just been on the... I'm very, very... He's a very frustrating player. He, he's yeah. got all the talent in the world, but I just don't think it's really worked at Southampton. So... And he had, and he had a good World Cup as well. Yes, he did, yeah. He did have a good World Cup, and... Yeah, I was surprised at how well he played. Actually, he's like one of those players that play better for their country than they do for their club. But um, so let, let's move on to Elianusi anyway. Um, sixteen million pounds from Basel, Norwegian international. Um, yeah, he's an attacking midfielder you can utilise on on the wings. Um, I saw him in the Champions League last season against Man United, and I thought he played really well in that game. Um, he was one of the best players on the field, and I was I was very very pleased that Saints signed him. So he's 24 years old it's yeah I, I think it's exactly what Saints need yeah I mean I don't really know what to expect from him but, from him, but um, there's been a lot of decent players coming out of the Swiss League so I mean, may, maybe he could compete at the Premier League yeah, level yeah again this is another Premier League is going to be a tough tough ask for him but I mean he's he's, what, he's scored 23 goals in two seasons for Basel so he's got goals in him um, and that's something that Saints mm. desperately need. They've been lacking that for yeah, for a while. Yeah. And yeah, if he can if he can bring that along, then yeah, I'm fi- I'm fine with that. And I think he was linked with Arsenal at one point as well. So for Saints to actually pick him up, you know, that's, that's massive. Few seasons he might be again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. He'd probably be linked with Liverpool. Okay. Um, um, what do you think of the great Damon? Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to talk about Yannick Vestergaard. Yeah, this is. I think honestly, I'm. I'm more pleased about this signing than any of the others. I think I'm really excited about. Him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what is he? He's six. He's over he's six seven, foot five. Seven. Yeah, massive. Massive, Good massive thing. player. Playing the heart of the uh, in the heart of the defence. Eighteen million quid from Borussia Mönchengladbach, Danish yeah. international. Is in the World Cup squad, but didn't actually get any action. But I'm yeah, I'm excited that 
he, we've got a weapon there from set pieces. Yeah, definitely. No, no, no short men at the back rows. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and also I meant the attacking threat as well because he's got he's chipped him with a few goals for um, Munchen back as well. So well, someone that tall, they're going to head a few, aren't they? Wow, yeah, uh, and and he's also he he's a decent ball playing centre back as well. So he does move, he does like to build from the back. So yeah, I'm very very excited to see him, and I hope he he slots in nicely with the uh, with the um, centre backs that they currently have. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, and the, just one more then. The what? Yeah, I think the other signing was um, it was Angus Gunn from Manchester City, the twenty-two-year-old yeah. goalkeeper. Mm. I honestly don't know a lot about him. I have not. I think he was on it. Uh, I think he was on loan at Norwich. Radar, so yeah, but then uh, it depends what Saints are going to do with uh, with Fraser Forster. But I think it, it was more of a, a cover. They needed cover at that goalkeeper, and Angus Gunn fits it nicely. Little bit, well, thirteen well, million I guess quid. McCarthy's going to be shitting himself a bit. Yeah, I'm not worried about McCarthy. He's only going to be, he, yeah, he's only going to be back up to him for the rest of the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not that sure on how, how well, how good he is yet. But it, it'll well, get a little bit of action. It's good. It's good. We've got options. Um, yeah, there's a lot of option options there. For, definitely. Yeah. Um, so do you think Forster's going to be moving on? Um, for me, um, yes, yeah, he does. He needs a move. I think last season McCarthy was brilliant. Uh, you know, he was he was the player of the year last year, um, and I'm, I'm happy with with McCarthy taking that number one role. He he, pre- he deserved it last season, and I think if he had started from the start of the season, then he probably could have got in that England squad. I wouldn't have been surprised to see him in there. So. Fraser for for me Fraser Forster's getting paid seventy thousand pounds a week to sit on the bench. Jesus. Yeah. And I, I yeah I don't I, mean, I have a problem with, with like yeah I just have yeah I have a problem with with, with with players that are getting paid that much money just to sit on the bench and I think um, Gabbiadini's kind of fits that mould as well but I Gabbiadini's probably going to get a lot more action under Mark Hughes anyway but so when you got um, McCarthy and Gunn. And then you've also got like a twenty-year-old backup in in Harry Lewis that looks like he's going to be coming through soon. I think mm. Fraser Forster needs to go. He needs to move on. What What do you think about that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, he's right down the pecking order of goalkeepers. Um, I think just the trouble is going to be someone finding a club that's willing to fit such a big wage bill. Um, yeah. And if we send him out on loan, I mean, that's that's a lot of money to be blamed for a keeper that's. Well, now at least, at best, third choice. Um, I mean, there was talk of him going to Burnley, but um, apparently they're interested in uh, Joe Hart. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I think as we as we're on the time of recording, there is a lot of talk about him going out on loan somewhere. I'd rather just get him off the books and concentrate on God, anywhere. Yeah, just get rid of him. I'm concentrate on McCarthy. And um, sorry, Angus Gunn. Sorry, Fraze. I mean, I mean, he had a great season a couple of seasons ago, but yeah, definitely suffered to a final. He, he's he's always been a good shot stopper for me, but I just don't trust him from corners and crosses and stuff. I just don't think he's for me. He's he just not. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for him to go. Um, and so we're going to talk to Parchers. Anyone players. else? No more signings. Well, yeah, that was it. So we're going to go. Yeah. Into... Uh, do, do you think? Do you think maybe that we might make another one before the death? Honestly, the on the 
Honestly, I don't think so. I think they're done. I'd love to be surprised, but yeah, I don't think so either. But what do you think they need now, though? Because, um, I mean, um, they're, they're, they're pretty goals. much sorted. I mean, our, our three attack, attacking options, and we've got um, Long, Austin, um, Gabby Adini. As well. So, is that enough? Probably. Um, yeah, maybe maybe one more. I don't know. I, I think they're lacking. They are lacking uh, another quality midfielder, just someone that can be more creative in the middle. Possibly another striker, because you know that if if um if Charlie Austin stays healthy, then he's going to get the start. But can he stay healthy? That's the big question. Well, yeah, and and Long and Gabardini at the same time. You need them all there. Yeah, but the thing is with Long, I think you can play him in, the, in that attacking midfield role as well. You can play him on the left, you can play him on the right. I, I, I'm not too worried about Long. I think, and, and I also think that Long is a sort of player that will come on on that 70th minute and just just run at tired defenders. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he wants to take that role on. And then Gabby Adini and Austin will challenge for that, for that lone striker spot. All right, so Forster hasn't gone yet. Tadic has gone. Um, we've seen the back of... Yeah, we touched on Tadic players. going to Ajax for 10 million yeah. quid. Um, well, that was the... that's a good time for him, but... Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan. I'm sad to see him go. I'm sorry, we're going to have to... No, I just yeah. don't think he was consistent enough, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with to see the back of him. Um, other... The Saints weren't consistent enough. No. Without him. No, that's true. But for his his wage demands, I think that yeah, we need to get him. We need to. Well, I'm glad to see him go. Um, other players that left, so they released Florin Gardos, yeah. Um, Stuart Taylor and Jeremy Pied. They were released. Um, and they sent Sofian Buffal, uh, Guido Carrillo, and Jordi Classy back out on loan. Yeah, we got the spoiled brat too far. I'm, I'm not, I don't think any Saints fans um, would be would shed a tear of a Buffon going and well, uh, record time career. Yeah. a record flop basically. Well, yeah. Um, but when, when Buffon signed, I was re- I mean, I went to the. I, I was at St Mary's and saw his first game, and I thought he was brilliant. I, I mean, was we all re- know he's got talent. Yeah, I was really excited to see him, but he just hasn't done anything. He hasn't done enough. He's much like Tadic for me. They just haven't been consistent enough. I would have liked to have seen Buffal start like five or six games in a row and then really cement his place down, but he just doesn't look like he's interested. I'm sure a lot of Saints fans feel the same as well. So yeah, him going Definitely. going away on loan I mean, isn't necessarily of, a bad thing. Moments of brilliance, solo goal against. Yes, incredible. yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, we know he's got it. Maybe yeah, the talent's it. there. It's just not... He's Maybe you'll find consistent. it at Celtifigo. I mean, he's only out on loan, so... We... I, yeah. But will he come back? Yeah, I'm not so sure. It depends on the attitude, probably. Yeah. Okay, so we um move on to pre-season then. Um, some some yeah, mixed results. Mixed yeah. yeah um, so they were in China, and they played Schalke. And a Chinese outfit, Jiangsu Suning, I think I'm pronouncing that right. So free, free, free with Schalke, and they won three two over the uh, the Chinese side. Um, and then they come back down to earth at Pride Park and got battered three 0 by Derby. Yeah. 
that was awful. Lampard's derby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then back up again with a win against Dijon, two 0 uh, and the the one the the first home game of the preseason, the Celta Vigo one, three two winners from two 0 down. Yeah. Stuart Armstrong and Alianusi getting the getting the uh, couple of goals there. Um, and then last night uh, at time of point, yeah, last night it was um, Borussia Mönchengladbach at home. They yeah. lost three 0 Very very yeah, disappointing end to that. It's just not what we needed because, I say, that look, there were, there's moments in this preseason where we've looked like we, yeah, we can, we, we look handy, we can score some goals, but then there's moments like the the derby and the uh, Munchen Gladbach game where it's just like, is this how the season's going to go again? Is it going to be like this? Mm. I mean, do you think it means anything? No, I don't want to look too much into it. Um, it's only preseason, but that's all you can go on at the moment. Um, and Mark Hughes has said that he needs the the players need some real competition to you know to get them get them going for it. They need he said um, we need the real stuff. So hopefully you know that will spark the um, the mood for them a bit and they kick kick start the season off with a win. Well, yeah, and a lot of the new signings have got a goal. Or... Yeah. Yeah, Gabbiadini's come and scored a. Um, I think he scored a couple of goals in preseason. Redmond scored a couple oh, of yeah. goals in preseason. Oh, you knew C. Armstrong have both scored, haven't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was against Celta Vigo. That was good. But I mean, I'm looking at last season's preseason as well. They had um, they scored seven goals in their in the whole of their preseason, and this year they've scored eleven. So, I am seeing more okay. goals, and I, I I hope that's the influence of Elunusi. But then again, like I said, you can't read too much into it. It's only pre-season. Let's not get carried away. Again, with with, with the wins and losses, let's just see what happens um, in the Burnley game. Push comes to shove. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, so yeah. So speaking of, of Burnley, let's let's talk Burnley now. Let's um, because that's obviously our first game of the season. So Burnley are fresh from their Europa League qualifying win against Aberdeen. I think they won four two on aggregate. Um, and they're playing so, again on Thursday, aren't they, in Istanbul? Are they playing again? Oh, okay, go on. Yeah, so so they might be a little bit knackered before the match. So, oh, this is good. Could catch them unawares. Well, I'm I'm thinking that Burnley are going to struggle in the Premier League this season. I think if they are going to progress any further in the Europa League. You know, they it's gonna it's gonna hit them because I'm not sure their squad's as big. It's not big yeah, enough. So. Really have the depth of squad to, to deal with all the competition, the league, Europe, cups. But I mean, looking at Burnley, I, I'd never write them off. No, that yeah. I mean, they've had such a brilliant season last year. They've got a really really good manager, knows what he's doing, gets the best out of the players that he's got. But looking at it from Saints' point of view, I think they look at this game and say, well, this is a winnable one. We're at home. You know, we want to start. We want to start well. We can beat these. I do, like I said with Burnley, they've got the the manager has got he he gets the best out of the players. Sean Dyche. He's he's kind of like he, he reminds me of like Eddie Howe at, at Bournemouth as well. The, the the players aren't exactly you wouldn't look at the mm. players individually and say wow the, the, these guys are he's a really good player. You just look at them as a team and think they they're well molded. They're difficult to break down. Um, 
yeah, so it could I mean, it could, it could uh, be a struggle. Low budget. Yeah. Low budget, small club, but just really solid defence. I think is definitely. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. That they they yeah, Burnley know what they're doing. They're going to be difficult to break down. Um. So, what have you got any predictions for the Burnley game? Well, I mean, I can't say it's going to be a goal fest. Um, I think it's going to be one nil. One nil uh, or home win? Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do my prediction as well. I'm going to go for a one-one. Um, sorry. Go on. One-one draw. I'm going to go one-one draw. Yes. Mm. Okay. So we're we're we going to like yeah, we think, should. Um. Yeah. I, I just think that they're, they're going to be a little bit knackered um, after Europe, and um, they get tired towards the end, and Gabriel will come on and, and knock knock one in. <laughs> I mean, here's hoping. Prediction. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we should we should keep note yeah, of these yeah, scores and. And then maybe throughout the season we can have a little competition amongst ourselves on the uh, Saints predictions. All right, I'm game for that. That's good. That's good. Good. Okay, so we're going to move on to uh, the fixtures. So Saints play Burnley on Sunday the 12th, and that's a 1:30 kickoff. Um, then the week after it's Everton away on the 18th. Tricky one. Um, and then the week after that, on the 25th, they go to Leicester. So two Burnley game more important because there's two tough games there away from home. If they don't get anything against Burnley, yeah. they could find themselves bottom of the league at the end of um, August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, it's going to be it's going to be a very very um, difficult start to the season. I mean, I'm looking at the odds as well as we speak, and Saints are sorry to bring this up, but Saints are six to one to get relegated. Um, I don't oh, like I that. You, you thought you were, you were going to say that we were six to one, six to one champions. Oh God, no, 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 no. We are six to one to get um to get relegated. Um, Where does that put us in the league table then of, of uh, relegation prospects? I think that they're about right, sixth. I think they're about sixth favourite to get relegated, and I actually think Wolves have got a better chance yeah. of staying up than we have. No, Wolves, they got a lot of money behind them. They'll be fine. Yeah. And they've made some good signings this year as well. So, um, well, we should do a prediction on um, where you think Saints will finish in the league then. You want me to start? All right. Um, yeah, you go for it. All right. I'm going to be the cynic here, and um, I'll be very happily surprised uh, if I'm proven wrong. But I think we're going to finish 16th. I think <laughs> that uh, um, our rightful place in the table that we were used to from the 90s, that come what may, whether we've had a brilliant season or a terrible season, we always finish in that sweet spot, what, 16th, 17th, and, and either make a great escape at the end of the season like last year, or just drift a bit towards the end. So yeah, that's where I'm, I'm going to put, put my two cents. Okay, I'm going to say slightly better, I'm going to go 14th. 14th? Yeah. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I think 14th. I think they're going to um, I think they're going to have dips in the season. I don't think there's going to be a um part from the second part of the season where they just slip and just don't get any better. I honestly think it's going to be win loss, win loss, draw. When I just think it's going to be mixed, and I think, uh, yeah, I think there's there's far worse teams than Southampton in this league, and 14th seems about fair from the from the squad and the way that they've um. Handled the preseason, I think. Yeah, fourteenth looks looks fair. And looking at the signings, I mean, it is just 
one in, one out, isn't it? I mean, we haven't yeah. actually bol- bolstered our squads in any perceivable way. Um, you got Armstrong, who's there as cover for Davis. Oh, you know, he's kind of taking Tajik's place. Still, um, since Van Dyke's gone, best to guard, hopefully, will yeah. that slot nicely. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd... Disappointment, of course, the guns come in. So, yeah, we're not a, a stronger team. We're just a renewed team, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. There's not any, but then again, as you said, they could make some more sign-ins to bolster that attack. I'm just not convinced that they will. Um, mm. So, with that, um, who who do you reckon is going to win the Premier League this year? Um, again, um, I'd be very happily surprised. It doesn't happen, but I'm going to say that Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp's going to finally do it this season and take our Saints rejects to Premier League victory. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with Man City. I don't think there's anyone that can compete with them. Okay, you think they're going to defend the title? Of course they will. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a poison chalice, isn't it? Not for Man City. Surely, by by current form, Guardiola would be out of a job by March. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think, no, I just, City have got far too much, um, they haven't made a massive amount of signings, they've just brought in um, Mares. but then again, I don't think they need to, the, the way that they won the league last year was so convincing, there's, there's not going to be any challenges for them. I, I don't get me wrong, I think Liverpool are, Liverpool are going to improve, and they could probably, they are <laughs> possibly finish second, but then you've got to think about Chelsea as well, and what, we don't know what Tottenham have got to do yet. Um, I'm well, not Chelsea, too sure Man United are going to do much but Tottenham, Tottenham haven't yeah. signed anybody not yet Mourinho is in a bit of a state mm-hmm. right okay is there anything else you want to add before we uh, All right. head off well I mean we've got um, a few more signings uh, for the for this season thankfully um, that are worth singing about and every season uh, I mean I don't get to go to many matches at St Mary's being here in Moscow um, so every time we start a new play, I love to think of uh, what the chants are going to be on the stands uh, by the time I do get to go and see him. Um, so I thought that um, before the season starts and before they do anything, we could um, try and think up some uh, some new chants for each of the new signings. And this week, uh, just because I think we both seem most excited about him more than the others, um, Yannick Vestergaard. Ooh. Can you going to be interesting to find Yannick Vestergaard? Yeah, first of all, you want to think of a chant for Yannick Vestergaard. Okay. Right, let's let's. Yeah, I'll have a th- so I'll think on ne- it. Next next time. Next time we're on, um, we both come back with our best Yannick Vestergaard chants. <laughs> okay. And it's going to be right. something creative because I know, I know that when I when I next I come to St Mary's, it's going to be something daft and uh, and memorable like Yannick. It's got to be better than that. Yeah, that'll do. So, well, no, hang on, no, we've got to come up with something better than that. So, do, <laughs> I, do your best for next week and tell me what okay. you think of. I will do my best. And I will as well. Okay, yeah, is if, there anyone, any... if anyone listening has got a, um, a, a decent idea for a chant, um, yeah, send it in. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Yeah, so if you, if any of you out there have any any questions, then just contact us on Twitter or email. Our email is in that number podcast at gmail.com. That's in that number podcast at gmail.com. 
Our Twitter handle is at number podcast. So yeah, if you've got any any questions or anything you want us to say, we will uh, we'll read them out and yeah, hopefully hear from you soon. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And Brilliant. send in your chance. And yeah, and of course send in your chance. Okay. So without yeah. So we call it a day? Yeah, so yeah, that's it for this week. Look looking forward to the Burnley game and up the Saints. Yep, up the Saints. And in Russian that'd be Svidiev Pirov. Brilliant. Right. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.